Okay, welcome to Shouting from the Sidelines. I am delighted to be joined today by Ricky Lamb. Um, Ricky is somebody who, um, it would have been easier to get David Beckham on this podcast than it has done, than it has been Ricky. He's somebody I've wanted on for ages because, um, well, for reasons why we'll go into shortly, he's got a lot of good experience working with children, working with parents. There's loads of hints and tips today to help you uh, help you in this area, but uh, Ricky's trained hundreds of black belts. He is the owner of Premier Martial Arts. He's got a couple of schools in Leeds, amongst other things. But I'm going to let Ricky give you a better introduction and tell him a little bit more about yourself. Ricky, nice to have you with us. Yep, good to finally make it. Thanks for being patient. Uh, yeah, so I'm the master instructor of uh, Premier Martial Arts in Leeds. Uh, we have two schools, one in Bramley, which has been, uh, we've, been operating for about 15 years now and currently we opened a new one in North Leeds and that is well uh, a couple months old really. Um, I uh, started martial arts when I was six. Uh, my dad was my first instructor um, and his dad was his instructor and my great-granddad was his instructor nice. so I've come from a long line of martial arts instructors in the family so so that's, um, that's part, partly uh, explains my passion for teaching martial arts and training in martial arts itself. Um, I have uh, currently I have four black belts in different martial art systems, and my highest grade is a six degree black belt in Premier Martial Arts. And yeah, uh, but more importantly, you know, over the years, as you said, I've, I've been able to to, to um, train and grade my students to um, to black belt level, uh, over a hundred of them and have uh, positively impacted over thousands of families in the last 15 years that I've taught martial arts in, in Leeds. Brilliant. And that's what we're going to talk about today because um, martial arts is something that I personally believe is, is a fantastic thing for a child or an adult to, to, to be a part of and to go through that journey. Um, we're, we're going to talk today about the black belt mentality and about how, how parents can help keep their children motivated and not be quitters. But I think martial arts in particular, it's, it's, it's so much more to it than what, I guess, what the layman thinks about martial arts and black belts and things. They think about the nice, the kicks and the spins and everything else. But yeah. uh, as we'll explain, there's so much more to it, which, which will help children now and in later, later in life in terms of patience, discipline, character building, confidence, resilience, all the things that we as parents want our child to to grow and develop in. So, yeah, as I said, I'm really looking forward to, to getting through this with you today. And the, the first question, Ricky, was what, in your experience, separates a black belt child to a child who doesn't go on to that level? Um, well, believe it or not, the, the, the one thing that doesn't separate a black belt child from a child that doesn't um, actually get to black belt level is actually the physical ability. That's probably one of the, the last things we look at, uh, or one of the last reasons. And it's, it's more to do with mindset than anything else. Um, it, it, at Premier Martial Arts, we have a saying, and it's a black belt, it's just a white belt who never gave up. And that, that's, that's something that I like to repeat quite a bit. Um, because to me, you know, the, the kids that got to black belt are the ones who really wanted it, who would do anything to get there. It doesn't matter how tough the class was, how long it took them to get there, what the setbacks are or were, they'll still carry on and, 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 and keep going. 
Um, whereas the kids who don't get there, uh, I suppose those are the children who, who might not have that mindset or might not have given it enough time for that mindset to develop. And, and that's part of what we do at Premier Martial Arts is, as you mentioned before, it's not just about kicking and punching. To me, that's the byproduct of martial arts, uh, of, of what we do anyway. Um, we, what, what, what we do is empower lives through martial arts, and, and that, that is the character development part. That's, that's more important. And, and you know, with that comes the perseverance, comes the honesty, the courtesy, you know, the, the, the work ethic. You know, that's, that's, that's what we like to do and, and develop in, in our students. So to go back to the question of what makes a black belt kid a black belt kid is, 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 main, is, is the mindset. Because if somebody wants to be a black belt, but they don't have quite the physical ability to get there, as long as they want it enough and they're willing to put the time and, and energy in, then eventually they'll get there. It might be in five years, it might be in 10 years, you know, but eventually if they want it enough, they'll get there because, because they'll put the time in to develop. And that's the thing. I think when you when you talk about success for our children, that it doesn't need to be a trophy. It doesn't need to be a belt, even does it? It's that it's the thing that that journey to black belt or or, or, or to getting into a football team or whatever. It's it's the it's the things that happen within that, isn't it? And and their success for for my children in particular would be they are courteous, they're well mannered, they're patient, they're resilient, confident. They persevere, all those things that you've just said there that, that sort of separate that. And that's what we're trying to get at today with the podcast. It's your child might not be in martial arts, but we're talking about that black belt mentality and, the, and, and in inverted commas, the black belt mentality could be, it could be related to anything that they do. It doesn't have to be a martial art. It could be anything at school. It could be another sport or whatever, but that, that black belt mentality of wanting to reach that highest level and not yeah. give up is, is huge. Um, You've obviously, you've obviously met hundreds, thousands of, of, of children, um, whether they've gone through white belt to black belt or stopped halfway or, or given up at the first hurdle. In your experience, what's the difference between the parents of a black belt child and a parent of a child who maybe gives up too soon? Um, I guess... Well, this is going to be a long conversation. Um, <laughs> the, the main difference is, is the level of support that a black belt child's parents offers. Um, but, you know, I, I guess a black belt child's parent is very involved, but not too involved in that they end up coaching the kid. You know, they're, they're involved, they, they support them, they give them good advice. Uh, they're there for when there's setbacks, they're there for when there's victories to be, you know, celebrated. Whereas the kids' parents, the drop-off parents, uh, their kids generally don't become black belts all right, because they don't know what's going on in the classroom. They don't communicate with the instructors. Um, and, and sometimes it's very difficult to get hold of them, to be honest, to, to have a little you know, uh, chat with them about the, the, the children's kind of progress. Um, so it's mainly about the support around it. And also it's about the parents' mindset as well at the end of the day, because you know, where, do, where do children learn from? Where do they develop the habits from? Develop from the parents. So if the parents have an, you know, that the, the, that kind of, uh, I guess, growth mindset, the, the, where they're not afraid of setbacks and, and they love challenges and they love to learn something new, then the, the kids are going to get that too. Um, and, 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 yeah, so that, that is a big difference there. Uh, as I said, it's, it's about the support that's around the kids. 
uh, and parents being there for them is, is what I've seen as the biggest difference. And, and black belt kids, parents love to come up to me and talk about the progress, ask me how the kids can improve, you know, they either send me messages or emails or just trying to, you know, talk to me in person. And, and, and those are the kids that will end up doing well are the ones that are, you know, uh, with parents who are that show that level of support. Yeah, brilliant. Um, you've got, you've got as well with, with, with children in sport, in martial arts and so forth, it's, it's never a, a linear process, is it? It's never, we start at white belt and we just carry on going like that to, to black belt and, we just take take each thing as it comes. It's very much, in, and I, I always talk about when whenever I see you, I talk about the an infographic that you put out on social media a while back, which was, it was a, a basically a, a graph going up and down like that, and and that was the child's journey across across white belt to black belt because they're not always going to have the highs; they're going to have some lows, and it's how we as parents can help them, which we'll talk about during the lows, but also during the highs as well, which which can can be important um you let's talk about the challenging times first so so when when a child starts they'll have that initial buzz they'll be interested you know, it's a new thing they maybe get the first couple of belts but then also all of a sudden they come into a challenge and that might be a challenge at the sessions it might be something that's going on at, at home that's affecting them or whatever um what when how can parents help their children when, when they're facing those challenging times ricky in your experience um, well let's go back to we actually addressed that right at the beginning in the first class before they've even signed up to 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 become a student here we addressed that point that at some point in the future um the, the no matter how much they love martial arts there's going to be some time when they're not going to want to come training where they're, they're gonna, they'll rather stay at home and play on a, a new game or go out and play with their friends in the garden or just simply not want to come to class because they could be quite tired from school. And we make the parents um, not so much promise, but, but make a commitment to, to their child's progress and attendance. Mm. That's going to happen. And it, that, that's, when, that's when parents need to kind of like, you know, be the decision maker and say, no, you're going to martial arts tonight or you're going to football tonight because we made that commitment to be a black belt. We made that commitment to be a champion and champions don't take, take days off when they don't feel like it. They carry on with it. Um, and, and that works for most, most children um, when, when the parents kind of decide for them. Um, because, I, you know, I said to a lot of parents, like, if, if, if your child didn't want to go to school, would you let them just stay at home? Mm. No, you wouldn't. But do you, do you believe that what I do for, with, with the children are, is educational and it's good for them? Yes, yes, you do. So therefore, then you don't let them take a day off from coming to martial arts. You know, do you believe that, that going to foot tech or going to play football is great for them as well, for the fitness, for everything else around it? Yes, it is. So then when they want to take a day off, then, uh, then, then you know, they can, they, it's only an hour or half an hour or whatever, how long the session is, go to the session and then have the rest of the time off maybe give them some sort of reward for it afterwards. You know, um, not too many rewards uh, to, to kind of um, bribe them into going to training. They, want to, they, they need to want to go and do that themselves, but there are going to be certain times when you might have to, you know, give them a little reward for it. Um, however, um, going back to what you said about how I would tackle it is that, is that I encourage parents to speak to the instructors and coaches and, and, doesn't matter. You, you, you're a parent. I'm a parent, and we know what it's like. You know, we could tell our kids 
a lot of things that we wanted to do, but that all they needed was somebody else, an external voice, somebody that they look up to, a teacher at school or martial arts coach or, or a foot tech you know, coach. You need that external voice just to tell them, they go, okay, and they do it. Um, so that would be the first port protocol is to, to speak to the instructors, speak to the coaches. Uh, and then find out the why. Why is it that they're not enjoying it? Because it could be something that happened on the field or something happened in class. And it might be something very small that they just need reassuring. Yeah. And, uh, and then the other thing that, that I tell uh, the parents is um, it's very normal for kids to go through this. You know, and I say to the kids, you know, you might, what's your favorite food? And, you know, ice cream, chocolate. And, 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 and even with your favorite food, you could you, you love it and you have it every day. But if you have too much of it, eventually you get sick of it. And you probably, there'll be a day that, that even with my little boy, Jack, he loves ice cream. And I'll be like, you know, if he eats too much ice cream, there'll be a day where I say to him, Jack, would you like some ice cream? And he'll say no. And you'll be like, oh, that's just mm -hmm. weird. It's like, is there something wrong? It's just that he's had too much of it. So, so that happens with training, with food, wherever. Uh, um, yeah, so just to reassure the parents and the kids that it's normal. And, and, and uh, you know, and, and he'll come out the other end or she'll come out the other end a lot stronger if they push through it. Communication, you mentioned it there, that, that is something we've learned so much over the last few years of doing, doing foot tech and coaching um, the children we coach, is that as much as we'd love to believe that every child loves every single session we ever put on, it isn't going to happen, we can't please everybody, and there's going to be sometimes, even with the children that would die to be there, uh, they're sometimes not going to want to do it for whatever reason, it could be a variety of things like you've said, but the parents that actually go out of their way to approach the coaches in, in the right way to inform us, it, it, those kids then, it's made such a difference. It might just be we overpraise that child at the next session for little things. It might be a certificate or some, just something so small. And the change in them after that is, is massive, is absolutely massive. And it is just comes just comes down to that communication. I think some parents can be quick to pull their child out of an activity, regardless of how long they've been there, just because they maybe have a couple of bad sessions. But if the coaches aren't aware, kids are very good at hiding things as well, as we know. And if if the coaches aren't aware, they can't react to that. And it's huge. I mean, it's true. I mean, you know what you said there about whether it's given extra praise the next time in class. You know, it's happened so many times when the parents have come up to me or one of my instructors and said, so-and-so, that their child is, is having had a couple of bad classes. What should we do? We're worried whether they want to continue or not. And then all it took, all, all it takes is for us to, what we use, uh, uh, spotlight them, is basically, you know, we're in the middle of the class and, and we have to be genuine about it. It needs to be something that they actually are doing well. Um, and then we're like, guys, stop. Look at Harry. I want Harry to show you his kick because that was amazing and I was really impressed with him. And then he shows the kick. And then everyone gives a big clap, a round of applause. And then he's like the happiest student ever. And he had a great class and no longer, he's no longer in that dip in his training. Um, yeah, so, so, so that communication is so important. So don't just leave. Uh, if your child is having a hard time at uh, uh, any activity, don't just leave it and just quit. Because then you're just training your kids to quit. When they're going through stuff, yeah. it's okay to quit. It's not okay to quit. You know, um, I said to the kids, you, during that drill, during those burpees that I gave you, who, who, had the, who thought it was really challenging and you wanted to quit? And I said, now be honest. And a lot of the kids would put their hands up and said, it's all right to think about wanting to quit because it's tough, but it's not all right to follow through because, you know, winners don't quit. 
And if you guys want to be winners, then don't quit and don't set that habit of of as a parent. Oh, you don't like oh you don't like to play football and outside in the cold. That's all right. We'll just quit for the for the winter and come back in summer. You know, it's not. It's 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 you. If you're gonna do it, you're gonna do it. And and to me, that that's important. You know, don't don't set the habit of quitting for your kids, um, because it will it will carry on in life. It's the cold, Ricky, and you and I speak a lot. The that's a podcast in itself because that is one of the biggest bugbears. Oh, so yeah, we're just gonna cancel and uh, we'll we'll see you in the spring. It's like, no, you won't because your place will have been gone by then to somebody that actually wants to commit to it properly. Um, but yeah, the, this. The, the communication thing is is huge and you, when we're talking here we're using words like black belt we're using words like winners and champions what we want parents to understand is we're not talking about a child, children lifting a trophy and and being the most successful in their team or the most successful at their at their karate class or wherever it's talking about that that mentality behind it it's it's creating a champion it's creating somebody who doesn't quit because and we're going to get onto this shortly, at some point in their lives, they will finish playing junior football. They'll finish doing martial arts and they're going to go into the real world. They go into the real world with a champion's mindset. They're probably going to go on to succeed a lot more than somebody who's been taught to quit at any, at any hurdle because life's going to get harder than it is right now. So the flip side to this, Ricky, and this is, this is I think, equally important, is when a child's flying yep. and... They're smashing everything to pieces. They're doing so well. Um, we love that as coaches. Parents love that as well. But what do you think parents should do at that point, at the sort of pinnacle when they are doing so well? Well, I mean, if a child is doing that well in any sort of given activity, obviously they, they most likely will have developed a growth mindset, which means, as we talked about before, is that they're, they're up for challenges they're up for learning new things they're they're not afraid of setbacks and failure so it's a great time to encourage them to do um you know to, to explore and maybe do a little bit more uh, the reason why i say a little bit more is because you know as children we want them to have time to be children so we don't want to go oh he's a high achieving child i'm going to make them do this 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 and this and they don't have any time any downtime to just chill out and be children because that's really important why i mean by a little bit more is maybe explore doing the current sport that they're doing really well at a high level see how that goes or even you know try and, and do other activities that are, are different to what they're already doing to mm. see see how they do and that to, to, to you know kind of build a more well-rounded kind of experience for the for the kids kind of growing up um but as i said it's not just about um making them do as much as possible because they and i've seen that we've had a lot of high achieving kind of um, uh, kids who've gone on to be great black belts and, you know, uh, school exams are great uh, in terms of the results and they've gone on to, to go to very prestigious universities and things like that. Um, but these children did great, but they never, ever had time for themselves. And I think that's really important. Um, and also the other thing is that I've seen as well is when kids are doing great, parents become kind of complacent mm -hmm. and kind of just... The, the praising stops, the support kind of stops because, oh, my child is very self-motivated. I'll just let them do their own thing. But that's not when it should stop. They should continue with that support and continue with that motivation um, rather than taking a back seat because they're still children at the end of the day. And no matter how, how self-disciplined and how self-motivated they are, they're going to still need the parent support and also the, the parents kind of, um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? 
parents um kind of and yeah yeah it use use the term their growth mindset a little earlier and I, I, I don't know if you've read it, but there's a brilliant book from years ago by Matthew Syed, uh, Bounce. Uh, sorry, no, it's not. That's a, that's a different one. It's um, Carol Dweck. Carol Dweck. And uh, she talks about the growth mindset and the fixed mindset, which is it's, it's become a lot more common now. Um, and how children with the growth mindset are those that are they're praised on effort as opposed to result. And that's the key, a key thing for parents listening is if your children or child is doing fantastically well at something consistently, try to get away from praising a goal or a belt or a trophy and get and get towards praising the effort it took to get there. Because if they if they see that you've praising a result, once they hit that that target, that's it. They've got nothing else to achieve. So it's it's the effort that took took it to get there. Praise that because then they'll carry on. Can they work harder? Can they work smarter and so forth? Um so it's, it's a huge thing. Because that is equally important when when the children are doing well, as, as opposed to when they're going through challenges, because that can be detrimental. There's in in football terms, there's there's kids that will join academies very very early and have everything given, but then compared to those kids that have had to work really really hard to get to these these pro clubs and things like that later in life, you're probably going to find that they go on to succeed more because they've had to fight for it a little bit harder and work at that a little bit harder, and. Um, you, we were talking before about holding kids back. Mm-hmm. So holding them back in um, in terms of, of classes and uh, with us, it'd be age groups and things like that because we know deep down it's going to be better for them longer term. This is a hard thing for parents to get their heads around in, in many instances. And we wanted to talk a little bit about that now. Why do you think it's sometimes the right thing to do, Ricky, in your experience? Um. I think for parents, first of all, they need to understand that 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 our job is to to create the best athlete uh, student, but not just physically, but also mentally, and making sure that we look after them. And it's and it's and that's what we want. We want all the kids to do great. We want them to move up belts. We want them to move up to an age, you know, next age group. We don't really want to have that awkward conversation with the parents to say, by the way. I don't think that little Billy can move up to the next class. He probably should stay in this class for a while. You know, we only have those conversations because we really need to. Um, so it's important that 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 we that coaches are honest with with parents, um, especially because you know a lot of times when 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 we do like an initial interview when kids come in for intros, one of the main things that parents are looking for is uh, confidence, developing confidence. So you know, if a child isn't ready to go up to the next class and we put them into to the next class and the pace is a little bit too fast for them. The, the, the other kids are a little bit, you know, um, bigger and, and more skilled. Uh, then, then their confidence is going to get, you know, it's going take to a, take a hit. And that's the last thing we want, you know, whereas it's better to keep them in, in the current class until they're ready. And, and parents need to understand that everybody develops in a different pace and that's okay. And kids, if parents understand that, then there's more of a chance the kids can understand it. But, you know, as parents, we do love to think that our kids are amazing and, 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 and you know, that they're somewhat maybe better than they actually are. But they've got to trust the, the, you know, parents need to trust the instructor and the coach's opinion because that's what, that's what, they, that's why they brought us, brought the kids to us. Uh, and, and sometimes, you know, I've had these awkward conversations and, and parents and kids have actually come back 
you know, years, uh, uh, um, years down the line and thanked me for holding them back because they learned a lot more from those experiences than they learned from, um, I guess, moving up. You know, from myself, from a uh, personal point of view, in terms of competitions, um, you know, I competed a lot when I was younger and I learned so much more when I lost a competition than when I, you know, when I was winning. Yeah. And it's the same with, with, with setbacks and challenges. You know, there's a lot more to be gained from them. Not that you want to intentionally put yourself in a, you know, a losing situation all the time, but it's just, you know, there's a positive to it and parents need to kind of see that. The, the confidence thing, as you mentioned there, is just massive. That's sort of the key to it all for me. If you've got a, if you've got a child that's, that's developing confidence and is a confident child, then when they do have these setbacks, it's, it's less of an impact. Uh, when they are doing really well, they continue to do really well because it's building and building. And the the, the age thing, the, the the age groups, the um, the ability groups and things like that, it is a touchy subject for a lot of people. And we, we've had our battles with it before. But unfortunately, as, as you, we, we've had to stick to our guns because we know that it, it's better for the child. And we have lost children because of it. We've, we've lost parents because they, they, can't, they can't get their head around it. Um, and as you said, some have come back. Some, some you'll see go into other groups and then another group and then another group and another group do it because they, they, get, they fundamentally won't listen. Um, but in, in football terms in particular, it's done on school. A lot of, a lot of stuff is done on school year. Uh, football and, and a lot of children's activities. If you've got a child that was born on the 1st of September compared to a child that was born the 31st of August the following year, that's a full year. And they're in the same year group at school, but that, that child on the 1st of September has had a full year's development more, which is massive, particularly at the younger age, compared to the child that was born 31st of August. So there's these things to bear in mind. And as you've said, children develop at different rates. But when you've got a young, a young child in, in, in terms of a young in that age group, in that year group, they, they possibly need a little bit of help. And that help can come by knocking down to the, the year below um, and building that confidence as a result of actually being able to get involved more. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's a, a yeah. hope. I hope some parents listen to that and, um, you know, take, take solace from it, really. Well, yeah, I mean, I hope so. Um, you know, what, what, what we do in the first year of, of, of when the kids come to class is that we focus on developing that confidence and that control, you know, and, um, and that kind of mindset. So that when it comes to, so we would say like 70% of our time is focused on that character development in the first year on the you know, confidence and, and, and perseverance and, and all that. And then the second year, it goes to like 60% and the third year, it goes to 50%. And we can, because we know that once they have developed that mindset and confidence, we can push them a little bit more. But if we push them too hard at the beginning and they don't already have that confidence, then, then they're going to crumble and it's not going to be great for them. So, so confidence for any sport, whether it's football or martial arts, is, is so important to develop first and foremost. And then, then you can, you know, then you could move on and push them a little bit harder in terms of, you know, physically. Well, there was the guy you were telling me about before, wasn't there? Um, that I don't know if you want to name names, but well, you, you tell us, tell us that story about, about oh. this exact example. I'm sure, I'm sure I wouldn't say his surname, but Thomas, Thomas, Mr. Thomas, as the kids know him now. Um, he, um, he was actually one of my first students when we opened up full time in our, our academy, like a long time ago. And, um, and he got to a certain grade, I think it was just before 
they, you went from orange belt to purple belt, which is from beginner stage to intermediate stage. Um, and, and I decided that at that point that, that he wasn't um, at the level that I needed him to be at to move up to the next class. So I held him back and I held him back and for probably like three cycles, which is about nine months work. Wow. But he kept on coming back and kept on coming back. And the parents was really supportive. They absolutely trusted my, my, my opinion. And then, uh, and then years later, he became a really good black belt and also an instructor. And now he's gone on to, to university. He still comes back in the summer or Christmas holidays and stuff like that, jumps in classes, you know, asks me if I need help in teaching the kids and, you know, and he's a great role model for all the kids. So, so that's someone that, that, that maybe didn't have that kind of natural ability, but, but, you know, as you said, but they had to try so hard to get to that point that they, um, that, that, that stayed with them for life, you know, not just the physical skills, but the mentality of, of, of who they had to become to get to black belt has changed their life forever. And that's what, you know, that's what it's about. You know, as, as we talked about where when parents kind of let the kids quit a little bit too soon, you know, in terms of what we do, it takes a couple of years for the real magic to happen in the martial arts. You know, a child doesn't change their habits and behavior within a couple of months. You'll see changes. Don't get me wrong. You will see changes. But for those changes and those habits to be ingrained and, and, and dialed in, it takes a little bit longer than parents would like. You know, you talk about courtesy all the time and you talk about this, but then at home, they're not doing that. I'm like, yeah, but, but just give us a little bit more time. You know, it's just like uh, going back to, you know, uh, we talk about this, about dieting and about different kind of nutritional plans and things like that. You know, how hard is it? I said to the parents, have you guys ever, you know, like made any New Year's kind of resolutions? Yes, I have. Have you followed them through? Um, no, you know, it kind of goes a bit quiet. I said, well, this is what we're kind of trying to do with your kid. And, uh, and they don't necessarily consent to the fact that we're working on the discipline and focus. So they, that was never their goal. So we're kind of, kind of, you know, disguise it a little bit so they don't realize that that's what we're trying to do with them. So if you, as an adult, wanted to lose weight or wanted to do this but never really followed through with it, how hard is it for a five-year-old to do? So just, you know, just, just give them a bit of space. Give us a little bit of time as instructors to help them develop into, you know, into to people and, and black belts the, the way we want them to. Yeah, and, and thinking about, about Thomas there, you, you held him back for nine months, that, which must have been excruciating for him at times. But then look at him now. He's, he's a confident lad. He's, he's, he's a black belt. He's running classes and things like that. And again, going back to this success mindset, this, this champion mindset we're talking about, that's huge. How many, how, many, how many adults would want the confidence to be able to stand in front of a class of people and talk openly? You know, what's the thing? The speak, public speaking is one of the biggest fears of people. But yeah, yeah. Thomas, Thomas has gone through this and now he's happy to come and teach a class of children uh, martial arts and things, which is, is massive. That's, and again, that's, that's success to us um, because that leads on nicely to... I was really keen to, to chat to you about this because... A while back, you'd said to me, uh, at some point, at some point, the children will stop martial arts. Mm -hmm. At some point, they, they, will, they, will, they will leave it and go off um, as they will junior football. At some point, all this comes to an end. So it's not what they're doing now. It's what we're doing now to prepare them for that. And... Can you just talk a little bit more about, about that, Ricky, about how, because I think some parents get bogged down in the detail, don't they, about they're not 
they should be doing this, should be doing this, should be and should be winning this and should be getting that. But we're not really there for that, are we? No, we're not. And and you know, I used to get so I used to take it so personally. I used to take, get really frustrated when when kids quit or when adults quit. And and but then until someday, one of my mentors said to me, "You know what, Ricky? Everybody quits one day, whether it's two years from now." five years from now, 10 years, 50 years, whatever, everybody will stop martial arts at some point in their life. But what's important is, 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 is the person that they become during that and the lessons they learn. That's most, it's the journey more than anything else. You know, what's that saying, uh, that quote that, um, you know, set a goal so big that you, you can't achieve it until you become the person that can, you know, and, and, and that, that, that is true, you know, to get to, to, and when we talk about, as you said, when we talk about champions, we talk about black belts, we talk about winners, we're talking about black belts in life and champions in life and winners in life. We're not talking about, as you said, lifting trophies. We're talking about that mindset and that, you know, no, no quitting mindset. Um, and, you know, um, nowadays, now that I'm getting older and I've been teaching martial arts for a while, I see the, um, the kids that I've taught go on to become, they've quit martial arts, which, you know, to me, that's fine. But they've taken so much more from martial arts. You know, as I say, the kicking and punching is a byproduct. The great part, the great thing about martial arts is is the character development. You know mm-hmm. who's become, uh, and and these guys have taken and, and they've gone on to be um, doing great things with their lives, and it's amazing, amazing to see. And you know, once in a while, I get emails back saying, you know, Mr. Lam, I wanted to thank you for all the years of training because if it wasn't because of what you taught me, then I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. So, which is which is you know which is what it's all about. You know, yeah. the fact that they don't do martial arts anymore. Would I prefer it if they do? Yes, of course. But but I, 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 but it's a um, a lot more satisfying to see them succeeding in life because of the lessons I taught them. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant, and and that's it. and again, just to reiterate, and this is it. We're not. This doesn't mean that every parent listening to this needs to rush and and sign the children up to uh, to martial arts. Or well, you know, I'd, I'd recommend it. Cause I think it's a brilliant thing, <laughs> but. Um, we're talking here about about things that sport and and martial arts that, that, that can that can help with above and beyond taking a medal home and things like that. This is about preparing them for when they're not children anymore. And as Ricky's just said, there he's give you a couple of fantastic examples of of people that do go on to to, to achieve what we class as success. That they, they do get that winner mentality, that black belt mentality, and that leads on to you, Ricky, because obviously for yourself. You were taught by your dad, who was taught by his dad and his dad, and you have now become a, not just a successful martial artist, but a, a really successful businessman. Um, how did martial arts and sport in general, how, how did that influence you and prepare you for what you've gone on to? Well, going back to the, it's the mindset. It's the mindset more than anything else. It's it's the classes that I were was in when I was younger, or even up to you know, recent times where they were super tough. I didn't really, really want to, you know, in my head I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? But then it's like it's the empowerment that you get from 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 training hard and knowing that you can get through the other side. You know, because when when whatever you're doing, whether it's sport or or your aim is to be a successful businessman, there are going to be setbacks. There are going to be challenges you are going to be taking out your comfort zone and and when you do any sport those those things happen in the class in the training session and and if you learn from those lessons then they can directly translate to your to your to your you know life so in terms of business 
you know, there's be um, so many times when when in training or in tests that have been, you know, taken to the edge and it was absolutely horrible. Uh, and but I got through it. And just like in business, there are times when it's been such, you know, testing times, the COVID yeah. pandemic, for example, in recent times, you know, a lot of people would just give up and go, right, I'm not doing it. I'm just going to give up. But, but my training and the lessons that I learned along the way uh, is not letting me do that because, you know, over, over the years of training, um, I don't quit. I keep going until I get, you know, until I get to where I need to be. And, and that's important and that's what's helped me and that's what martial arts taught me. Uh, not just martial arts, you know, when I, I, I used to have a, a CrossFit gym, when, you know, and, and when we're doing CrossFit workouts and other types of training is, um, and I say to the guys uh, after a CrossFit workout and even after like a, a Krav Maga test, I say to them um, that the reason why we train so hard is so that, so that we don't suck at life. Mm. And that, that, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's the, the part that, you know, if you can get yourself through these workouts, you know, week in, week out, month in, month out, if you can get yourself through these tests, then you can get through anything in life. You know, whether it's business challenges or other things that's happening, you can get through it. And that's the reason why, for me, training needs to be, you know, at certain times needs to be um, difficult or, 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 or challenging. Because uh, if it was just the same, then you wouldn't grow. You know, as the quote is, you know, if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. So mm. if you want to change, you got to put yourself through that, that th those challenges. And that's what martial arts has done for me. Uh, and other types of training that I've done in my life is that is that it's, it's just given me that strong mindset to never quit. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, it's uh, with with the like 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 the example that you just give there, COVID at the minute for business owners is is horrific and certainly you and I have been hit fairly you know fairly badly with having to, to, to pause class and things. Could I have um would I have had the mindset I've got to get through it if 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 I'd not done sport as a child? I, I don't think so because I don't think I'd ever put myself out of the comfort zone. Whenever I'm having those bad days and I think something's hard, I just take myself back to one of the worst training sessions I've ever been involved in, which was yeah. a pre-season uh, for a semi-professional team that they took us to, they took us to Roundy Park. Um, they made us sprint the lake uh, as fast as we could, which is about it's about a mile, I think. Is it? Is it a mile or one point six mile? I think. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so they they took our time. We assumed it was just one. They said, right, you've got a five <laughs> minutes rest. Now you've got to do it again and beat it. So after all that, they took us to the hill. Uh, and you'll know which hill I'm talking about, Ricky. It's the one that leads up to the lake uh, when you get right to the top. And they, they went about 50 yards, 60 yards back from that. We had to sprint to the brow of the hill, up the hill, and then walk back down 10 times. There was guys throwing up in the lake and all sorts afterwards. And I, I've never felt like that in any training session since. But it was the hardest thing physically I've ever had to do. And then now I just think with these little things that are going on, it's like, yeah, it wasn't as hard as that. Um, yeah. And that, that's not to say that uh, parents listening, that we're, uh, we advise that your children train to, to the point of throwing up. But what we're saying is, is that they're going to have, they're going to have problems. They're going to have challenges. Uh, it may be they're struggling to get from one belt to the next. It might be that they're struggling to do a particular skill that they really want to learn in football, a, a kick they want to do in martial arts, whatever it might be. It might be they're struggling with the times tables, but sport can help 
it can help them overcome these challenges in their head, which then helps them for the future. Um, try not to think about the here and now and the success now. Think about what this is helping them with later down the line. Short-term pain, long-term gain. You might have to have the tears. You might have to have the tantrums. But if you can get through that, knowing that it's for the greater good, then you're on to a winner, really. Um, yeah, last, yeah. last question for you, Ricky. Okay. So really do appreciate your time. Um, you, I always finish this question. How did your parents influence you to go on to what you've achieved? It's actually quite funny because it's almost, my parents were almost quite the opposite of the parents that we're talking about in terms of support. Um, because they were really busy. They're from, uh, you know, the kind of um, first generation from Hong Kong. And, and all they knew and all they wanted to do was provide for the family. And, and they had like, you know, the uh, restaurant business. And, and, and that's all they did. And I hardly saw my parents when I was growing up, if I'm honest with you. But that, that, but that, but that kind of, that was a motivation for me. That was, that's what, what was driving me to do more and become better and, and especially martial arts because my dad obviously was my teacher and, and he was quite critical in terms of uh, my, my development and progress. And, and, and I did more to get their attention, I suppose, to, to, to make them kind of, um, uh, well, give me, give me that attention as a kid. And, and, and it was, it, and to get that approval of, of my dad, you know, my dad was a very old school teacher and he didn't praise, you know, nowadays we praise so much. We were, you know, I teach my instructors to, to different ways of motivation, different ways of praising. My dad never praised me, no matter how hard I trained, he never praised me. And that was my driving factor, I suppose, was to one day get that approval from him. Um, I'm still waiting for that to happen. Because <laughs> <laughs> he is very old school. Not only is he like, um, you know, like, uh, um, grew up in Hong Kong, so the Chinese culture is very much ingrained in him, but he's also an old school Kung Fu martial arts instructor, and they never generally praise, you know, uh, even, even my original instructor, um, looking back, it was, uh, it was never you know, a high five, good job, you know, awesome work, any of that, it was more like a nod. You know, and they look at you and they go, Mm. And then yes, today I got a nod from my instructor, you know. And uh, so, so for um, for me, my, my parents uh, influenced me in that. Uh, in, in I wouldn't say it was a negative way, but but I, I I tried really hard and I trained really hard and I put a lot of time and effort into what I did to get the approval. But at the same time, their work ethic kind of influenced me because they worked so hard in their business to make sure that they could provide for us. And that was inspirational because uh, looking back and thinking about the hours that they spent in the, in the business was, was, was a huge amount of time. And, and, and that was for, for, you know, for the family. And, and, and obviously I'm really appreciative of that. Uh, but also that kind of makes me think as like, as you are, as, as well as me, you know, we're, we're, we have a family now and we talk about this all the time about balancing it, you know, mm. balancing our life so that we, you know, we have a, great kind of business and, and coaching and, and do what we love and passionate about. But at the same time, we also need to have time for a family. And that's kind of what I've learned from my parents as well. So, so it's good and bad for my parents. And it's, you know, I, I wouldn't ever change it. Um, but I make sure that I'm there for my boys, for when they're training, for what, whatever they're doing that I didn't really have growing up. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, that, that's, that's pretty much how I was influenced by them. It goes back to what you said earlier, though, about how uh, we as parents, our actions 
can can basically dictate the mindset of our children um when you were talking about quitters and things like that if, if parents happy for their children to quit or, or children see parents quitting or not going out when it's cold and those sorts of things it becomes ingrained in them but your your parents were clearly grafters and that's rubbed off on you um to, to not only go on to be as we said before a successful martial artist but then to have a grow and run a really successful business um as a result of seeing them work so hard so there are some lessons to be learned there and my uh your dad sounds very much like my um my granddad who raised me very much um he, he did praise but he was he was clever in how he did it and i always think about these um you know these books and stuff now like we talked about earlier on these self-help books and the uh the the carol dweck book about um uh praising effort and so forth it's like i think the old school generation just had that was just that was just how you did it it wasn't like over the top and all of a sudden it's become a new thing but he he was very good at praising me to the thing that i'd done but then asking questions about what else and uh i'll never forget i I told him after um, i think it about two years it took we got we got to 100 members at foot tech uh way back in 2016 or something like that and I told him, I was so excited. It was like a big milestone. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's all right. And I think you can get to 200. <laughs> like, and I could tell him that we coach every single child in England, yeah. in the UK. And he'd turn around and say, I reckon you could do the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's, yeah, that's pretty old school. And it's, it's great, though. I mean, uh, it goes back to when, when I say to, to parents and also my instructors that whenever you give feedback, um, or praise, it needs to be genuine praise, mm. you know, because if you don't, then, then, then the kids will, will lose respect and trust for you. If you said to the kid, wow, that kick was fantastic, just to give them a praise, when deep down they know that it wasn't a fantastic kick, they, they, they'll lose that respect for you. You know, whereas if you can go up to a child and say, um, that's a big improvement from last week, you keep going like that, you know, you're going to be, make a really good black belt. You know, that's, that's more genuine and, and, that's, and they can appreciate that. So don't, you know, uh, I guess last bit of advice for in terms of parents and, and during times when kids aren't doing great or struggling or even when they are doing great is, is whenever you give feedback, be honest with them. Don't, don't kind of like um, over-exaggerate their achievements because, uh, because they know whether it's true or not. And, and that's, that's not what we want. Yeah. Ricky, Thank you so much for your time. I just wanted to finish with um, asking where people can find out more about about you and, and Premier. All right, cool. Oh, thank you. Um, so, uh, as I said, we have a school in Bramley. The, the, the school in Bramley is actually um, almost at full capacity now and there's, there's a waiting list there. Uh, but if you're in Bramley or in that area, you know, get in contact anyway. Uh, here where I am right now is a new school in North Leeds. And, and we will be, the grand opening was the 5th of November, um, but we had to postpone that till to next month. So it's gonna, and we still have around about 40 places left here. Uh, so if you wanna you know, get in contact, uh, we are pmaleads.com or just look for us on, on Facebook and we have a couple of pages on Instagram as well and just get in contact and we'll uh, you know, um, get in contact, we'll give you a call and we'll go from there. Ricky, thanks again. There's so much in there for parents to take away and, uh, and I've learned a lot as well. I really appreciate that. We might get you on again in the future. Um, stay safe and look forward to coming along to the, uh, the new venue again soon. Oh, yeah. All right.
Take care. Thank you very much. Cheers, Ricky. All right, thank you.